today, for my exhortation, uh, you can just keep that, just take it away, sister, for a second, please. For my exhortation this evening, I found that many Christians in their walk of life go through
not for I am with you fear not for I am with you says the Lord Father give us the grace today Lord God that as you speak to us we will fear no evil Lord God we will have no fear of anything that comes across our way Father we pray that you will speak to us this evening to believe in your word Father we pray reveal your word to us Holy Spirit we pray that you will take control right now and have your way in Jesus name we pray Amen please be seated thank you choir Looking at the topic of fear not if I am to talk to each one of you at a given time, you might say, yes, at a certain time, I went through fear. When I didn't have a job, I was thinking, will I get a job? And fear grips us. So in many areas of our life, there is a time that fear tries to grip us. The first point that I want to look at is, Fear of man. Fear of man. God says, I will deliver you from all fear of men. All fear. Let us look at Genesis chapter 15 verse 1. Genesis chapter 15. Open your Bible so that we could be in one accord and we could see the scriptures and you will be delivered today from every fear. Amen. And, and these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abraham. In a vision saying, Fear not, Abraham. I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. Amen. Abraham was having this exploit of winning this war and suddenly he became a little scared. But God had to promise him and give him an assurance. Abraham, you, even though all these things are happening, don't be afraid, Abraham. Don't be afraid of all of them. Abraham, I'm going to be your shield. I'm going to watch over you. So don't be afraid. And in Genesis chapter 32, Genesis 32, verse 7, the Bible says, Jacob was so frightened that mm. he, he divided his people, cattle, sheep, and camels into two groups. Amen. The Bible says, in great fear, look at that, in great fear and dis distress, Jacob, when he seen and he knows that his brother was going to come face to face with him, fear gripped him. Because he was not sure what's going to happen next. I have wronged my brother somewhere many years ago. And now I'm going to face my brother. And because of that fear, he made ranks. Because he knew if something could happen, there will be a chance for me to save Rachel. There will be a chance to save myself. So God tells us time over again, don't fear. 35 times, fear of man is referred in the scripture. 35 times, the fear of man is written in the scripture. And 160 times, the fear of God is referred in the scripture. Look at the ratio. 35 to man and 160 is referred to God alone. We are to respect, reverence, 
and honor God and have no fear of man. But many Christians respect, honor and fear man and they have nothing for God. We reverse the order most of the time. We are supposed to honor God, fear God, give the due respect unto God, but we do that to man and we don't do that to God. Eighty times man is told not to fear. Now this type of fear is referring to not to be in distress, not to have distress for those who trust in God. That's the fear. Don't be afraid for, all, for those of you who are trusting in God. We are called to respect our superiors and yet we fear our superiors. We fear them. Moses had fear when he knew that he did something wrong, that he had to flee. David, fear gripped him when he knew that his son was chasing him. That when he went to the other king, he acted as if he was mad because he was afraid. When fear takes control over us, we will do strange things. That when we look back, we say, how foolish I was to do such a thing. Elijah, when he seen that the woman Jezebel made a threat, fear gripped him. Gripped him and he ran. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 6. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 6. So we can confidently say. So with confidence we say. The Lord is my helper. Amen. Look at that. The Lord is my helper. I will not fear. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? What can man do to me? Can we say that together as a church? Let us read that scripture together in one accord. Three, two, one. So, so with confidence we say. The, the Lord, Lord is, is my, my helper. helper. I will, I will not, not be afraid. What can man, man do, do to, me? to me? Amen. Amen. May that be your portion in Jesus' name. Amen. The second point is death. God will deliver you from all the fear of death. Let us turn to Genesis chapter 21 verse 17 quickly. Genesis chapter 21 verse 17. And God heard the voice of the boy. God heard the voice of the boy. Look at it. He didn't hear the voice of the mother, but he heard the voice of, voice of the boy. Look at that, so beautiful. Sometimes you wonder, I need to pray. But God says, even when your child cries, when your child voices out, I will hear the voice of the child. Continue, my brother. And the angel of God mm. called to Hagar from heaven and said to mm. her, What troubles you, Hagar? Fear not. Hagar, don't be afraid. Why are you troubled? Why are you troubled? Don't be afraid. This child that is given to your master, through your master, I will make this child live. Yes, my brother. For God has heard the voice of the boy where he is. Amen. So sometimes when a child, even not, even not knowing, cries out, God hears the child. God hears the child. Amen. Many of us think only if the pastor, the elder, the leaders cry, God will hear. No. There the Bible says, even when a child cries, angels are sent forth to the child's rescue. Amen. 
Hebrews chapter 2 verse 15. One more scripture. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 15. And free those who all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death. Many of the Gentiles, they have no revelation or not certain about life after death. They are continually in bondage for the fear of death. Many, because they have no hope beyond the grave. The Gentiles have no hope beyond the grave. But that's not a case with the child of God. He has all hope after the grave. Because he knows that he will one day live. He knows that one day he will resurrect when the trumpet calls. Amen? Many unbelievers and even Christians are so afraid of death. Even the thought of death brings fear to them. Do you know many people have fear that they even do not go to a funeral home? They are afraid that the moment they see the corpse, oh, will it be me next? They are afraid of death. Many have that fear. You ask them to go to a funeral home, they say, I'll come the next time. When the next person dies in the family, I'll come. Not now. The third point is the future. Fear of the future. And God says, I will deliver you from all the fear of the future. Amen. Genesis chapter 46, verse 3. God said, I am God. No, here you see, God says, I am God. The same God your father worshipped. Hmm. Don't be afraid to go to Egypt. Don't be afraid to go to Egypt. Many people are afraid to go to Egypt. And they say, if you say you want to go to Egypt, why are you going to Egypt when you are in the promised land? But here God is telling, don't be afraid to go to Egypt. Yes, my brother. I will give you so many descendants uh -huh. that one day they will become a nation. Amen. Brother, let me ask you this question. When you decided to come to this land, did you have fear? You came because money was there. Let us be honest. We all came. I came for that reason only. I never knew Bread of Life was there. I never knew there was a Christian church here. I never knew that God was working in this land. I never knew where was Oman. I thought Oman was Yemen. I started looking for the map in the map and I never found where is Oman. I said, Lord, I don't know where you are taking me also. But we came here for one purpose. And we had faith in God, correct? So when God is about to move you to the next land, why do you doubt Him now? You had faith that time. But when God is increasing you and taking you to the next level, why do you doubt that He will not go with you? And you have all this fear. Why question Him now when He brought you from your homeland to this land? Amen? Parents have fear of children. Of their future. What is going to be the future of my child? My child is like this. My child is like that. He is not the way that, that I want him to be. What is going to be his future? I am afraid of it. You see, your friend, you see your child having friends. And you become afraid looking at their friends. You are scared that your child must not become their, their friends. That you have that fear. Parents have fear of old age. Those who are across 50. Don't put up your hand. I will do it. You have that fear. You're nearing the next level of your life. And you know you're going to become old. You, you watch your son because your son is watching you, how you took care of your parents. And now he's watching. He says, don't worry. I know how you took care of mom and dad. 
I will take care of you the same way. You are afraid that you will be put in an old age home very soon. God says, I will deliver you from that fear. Because it is I who called you. When you get old, no matter where you are, I will be with you. Amen? Whether it's old age or young age or middle age, in all age, I will walk before you. Amen? The fourth point, the fear of danger. God says, I will deliver you from all danger. Let us take the book of Exodus, chapter 14, verse 13. Exodus chapter 14, verse 13. And Moses said to the people, Fear not, stand firm, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will work for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you will never see again. Amen. May that be your portion in Jesus' name. Every Egyptian that you see coming, and trying to put danger, or try to put you in danger, or try to do something to you, God says, you will see them today, but tomorrow you look for them, and they will not be there. Amen? Many of us have this fear in Oman, especially in this land. We are so afraid because of the accidents that are happening right around us. That we have that fear the moment, especially women. I'm sorry. When you see your husband driving, and suddenly he jams brake, Honey, why did you jam brake? Can't you be careful? That Omani man does not know how to drive, he'll hit you. Fear. Fear of everything that you moment you go on the road. The moment your husband goes, you start interceding. It's good to pray. But don't pray out of fear. Pray to thank God. But we pray because we have fear. Oh, the rain has come. Maybe my husband's car will go off the road. We live in fear till that man comes back. Especially if a woman is driving, more fear. I always tell women, whenever you're driving, don't tell me, let me know, I will not come on the road. I'll be on the next road. Fear. Fifth point. God will deliver us from the fear of danger. Amen? The fifth point is idol gods. Idol gods. We take that from 2 Kings, chapter 17, verses 35 to 38. 2 Kings, chapter 17, verses 35 to 38. The Lord made a covenant with them and commanded them. You shall not fear other gods. Amen. Listen, see that. You shall not fear other gods. Okay. Or bow yourself to them, mm. or serve them, or sacrifice to them. But you shall fear the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt with great power and with an outstretched arm. You shall bow yourself to him and to him you shall sacrifice. See that, there is one. Fear him, you shall worship him, and you shall sacrifice only to him. You see that? Fear God, worship God, and sacrifice to him. Don't do it to idol gods. Yes, my brother. And the statutes, and the rules, and the law, and the commandment that he wrote for you, you shall always be careful to do. Amen. You shall not fear other gods. See that? In these three verses, the second time God is reinstating his verse and says, Do not fear other gods. Yes, my brother. And you shall not forget the covenant that I have made with you. Mm. You shall not fear other gods. Amen. You see that? In these four verses that we read, three times God repeats and says, Don't fear other gods. In between he says, Fear me, honor me, 
if you are to give sacrifice, it is to me. Many times, I know most of us have been from a different background. Either we would have been an Hindu or a Muslim or a Catholic, whatever be the denomination you have come from. At some given time, you would have made a, a vow, a promise. I did that. My mother did it, not me. She made a promise if, I, if my son goes to Gulf, she will go to uh, a particular church called Belankani in India and she will give uh, something in, out of gold. I come here, God saves me, I go back, mom says, come on, let us go to Belankani. I said, why? We have to go and make my vow. I said, no, I don't do that. She said, if you don't do that, something bad will happen to you. But God says, listen, if you have made them, the day you gave your life to me, those things are cancelled in the name of Jesus. Amen. We shall not go back to our roots to fulfill the vows that we made to idol gods. And if you have done that, you can ask the Lord, Lord, I have done it in ignorance. Forgive me. And you can break every, every curse that has been made ignorantly by making a sacrifice, by, by making a vow to other gods. The Bible repeatedly says, do not fear other gods. Do you know sometimes when you cross these temples and you see these pictures of gods, they are very frightful. That we even don't want, do not want to look at their faces also. They are so fearful. And we live with fear. And before going to bed, only those faces come in our imagination. Beautiful things don't come. My next point, the sixth point is dreams. God says, I will deliver you from all wrong dreams. It's taken from the book of Job, chapter 4. Job, chapter 4, verses 13 to 16. Job, chapter 4, verses 13 to 16. I tremble with fear. I tremble with fear. And my hair stood on the end as the a, as a wind blew past my face. One minute. Another translation says, in the thought from the vision of the night, when deep sleep falleth upon men. When man is in deep sleep, then... Yes, my brother. A spirit glided past my face and, my, and the hair on Another my body... Another translation says, fear came upon me. The moment I fell asleep and there came this dream or this vision, first thing that gripped me was fear. Yes, my brother. It stopped... But I could not tell what it was. And the moment fear came to me, I started to tremble. And I started to shake. My bones started to shivel. Yes, my brother. A form stood before my eyes and I heard a hushed voice. And you see, then a spirit hovered over me and I heard a voice. The hairs of my flesh stood up. It stood still. My hair started standing still. But I could not discern the form thereof, an image was before my eyes. Many of us have fearful dreams. And the moment the dream comes, we start meditating upon the dream. We are supposed to meditate upon the word of God, but we start meditating upon the dream. Oh, the dream came. Maybe the dream is having some meaning. Maybe that is going to happen to me. Maybe I see someone dying, and someone's going to die in my house. When is it going to happen? You start waiting for it to happen soon. You are supposed to get up and cancel the dream in Jesus' name. Instead of doing that, you start pondering over the dream. One brother said, I had a dream of a beautiful girl. And he started looking where this girl is going to come. 
those dreams we welcome we welcome you like those dreams the dreams which are supposed to rebuke you don't rebuke we have to be careful of the dreams that we have my next point is the seventh point is evil god will deliver you from all evil psalm 23 verse 4 even though even I, though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death so there is a valley of the shadow of death where danger and trouble is yes i will fear no evil amen i will fear no evil not some evil no evil i will fear for you are with me who is with you not your wife not your husband not your money not your house not your land i am with you yes brother your rod and your staff my rod god says my rod and my staff will they, be with you they comfort me what they will do they are there with you to comfort you but you dwell upon the evil which you are not supposed to even think and meditate upon proverbs chapter 1 verse 33 the bible says but whoever listens to me amen listen to that proverbs 133 but whoever hears my voice will dwell secure will dwell in a safe place i will keep a safe place for you and will be at ease without dread of disaster see and you will be you live in ease of no fear of evil amen we i there is evil all over the world around us anytime i am not denying it yes 100% there is we are not supposed to fear it the problem is we fear evil is that he will fearing us and fleeing from us when we see a man with an evil spirit we will run 1 km away don't go near the spirit will come upon you come come who will go pray let the pastor go pray he can get beating let us not go let us go away pastor needs some beating for a long time we cannot give it to him let the spirits give it to him and we run we say let the pastor get it the demon the moment the demon seen jesus coming out of the boat what does the demon do the man ran and fell at the feet of jesus why have you come to torment me we tell the devil why are you coming to torment us and we are running eighth point war we have the fear of war and it's taken from psalms 27 verse 3 psalm 27 verse 3 though an army may encamp against me mm, even though an army comes against me my heart shall not fear my heart will not be afraid amen though, why why the war may rise against me even though a war rises against me in this i will be confident in this in christ i will have my confidence I don't know how many of you were here during the Gulf War. Can I just see your hands? How many were of you were in the during the Gulf War? Okay, one, two, three, four. About ten of us. If you were here during that time, you see many people ran away. The moment the war came, they packed the bags. How many people are afraid if something happens to His Majesty? People are afraid. What's going to happen in this country? They say, keep your bags ready. we do not know what will happen people live in fear when they hear the rumors of war we are not supposed to be living in fear we are supposed to be living victorious christian lives but most of the time the enemy puts us in defeated victorious life 
only living in defeat and in agony and in fear of what is happening around us. My ninth point, very surprising, the fear of nothing. What are you afraid of? Nothing. Let us look at it. Let us take Psalm 55 verse 3. Psalm 53 verse 5. Psalm 53 verse 5. There they are in great terror Ah. where there is no terror. You seen that? There they are where? In great fear where there is no fear. They are having fear where they are supposed to have no fear. For God scatters the bones of him who encamps against you. You see that God has already scattered them. But you are living in fear. Yes, brother. You put them to shame, Mm. for God has rejected them. How many of us have such great fear of nothing? Why are you afraid? Nothing. But then why are you shivering then? Simply. I'm simply shivering. You fear because your child is going to study in India. You fear whether your child is going to come back the way he went. That poor fellow is going to study. You will have all the fear. And then you bring that fear upon that child. You pronounce it in a wrong way. What will happen? Will he get into drugs? Will he start smoking? Will he start drinking? Will he start going, doing this, doing that? And you start meditating upon that fear over that child. You are supposed to bless that child. You are supposed to call blessings over, upon the child. But all that you are doing is putting fear over that child. You, many of women... Ladies especially who are going to have babies now. Do you know what fear they go through? Because they see their sister go through a cesarean. They are already thinking, okay, maybe I am also going to be cut and have cesarean. Living totally. The moment you see the doctor, oh, he's going to tell cesarean. Finished. Living in fear. Let me ask you a question. Do, do, do you ever know our parents, what they went through? No fear. One after the another. Football field. My elder sister was born in, in the kitchen. In the kitchen. No fear. Third day my mother got up and cooked. No fear. Now we live in such fear. Before you can even conceive. Darling, what will happen to me? Don't worry, doctor will take care of you. Fear, fear, fear. Even when you are going to have a child. How many brothers and sisters? You go to the exhibition, roller coaster, you will come. Let us go, darling, roller coaster. Oh, no, no. Maybe there's a time the wheels will come off, the carriage will fall, I will fall down. Fear. That roller coaster is running for maybe one and a half months. You think the moment you put your foot in the roller coaster, it will go offline. How about boating? I put fear into my wife long time back. I said, if you give me trouble, I'll take you boating. You know why? As you go in the boat, I'll give you one push and you'll fall off down. Uh, that's the way I, I used to have fun with her. So if I call her up to now for boating, she won't come. She said, honey, you go. You'll enjoy yourself. We live in fear. How about flying? The moment you start to get into that aircraft, you call all the Hail Marys, all the Our Fathers, all the I Believes, everything. Then you touch that aircraft and you enter. You enter the aircraft. <laughs> you are supposed to, when you enter that aircraft, whatever's wrong is supposed to be Right. But before you enter yourself, you'll call your wife, did you finish praying? I just entered the aircraft. Now sanctify the pilot's mind, okay? That this guy should fly and not go off to some other ocean. We live in fear. My next point is enemies. Fear of our enemies. God says, I will deliver you, 
deliver you from all the fear of your enemies. Psalm 118 verse 6. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Amen. What most of the time we think, my enemy has got influence. He's very influential person. He knows every Tom, Dick and Harry. I don't know any Mary. All that I know is this only. But you fail to realize you have God on your side. Why should you fear your enemies? Whoever and however influenced they are. But we fear them. Because they are influential people. They should fear you when they see you. They say, this man is a Christian. Don't touch him. He is God's anointed. Instead of that, we show them fear. My next point is darkness. Fear of darkness. Psalm 91 verse 5. You will not fear the terror of the night, ah. nor the arrows that ah. flies by day. Amen. Nor the arrows that flies by day. God will deliver you from all the fear of darkness. Let me ask how many of you, when you, when you were small, or even now also, you will not go to the next room to switch off the light. If you go to switch off the light, you'll put the light off and you'll run before the light can go off, you're in your bed. Correct? How many of you don't go to toilet with uh, thing? Mama, can you go put the light on first, please? Please. Why? Something is moving there. <laughs> that is the clothes, the wind from the AC, something is moving there. Huh? How many of you are afraid of your own, own shadow? You will never want to be in a dark room. How many women are there who go to bed without the lights off? You have to have one light on. How many of us do that? Where is this fear coming from? The enemy puts that fear into you. But God says, even in the darkest hour, I will watch over you. Amen? Did you have 100 watt bulb in, your, in Mama's belly when you were conceived? You were conceived in that dark room. And who formed you? God formed you. When you were in the dark room, He knitted you together. But when you come to the light, you are afraid of the darkness. You lived in that dark room for nine months and you're, you're afraid of the darkness for one second. Think of it. We, we, we get our, our mind, our theology totally confused. And we live in fear of everything all, of, all our life. I have to quickly close. The next one is, my ninth one is the spirit of fear. God will deliver you from the spirit of fear. It's taken from 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear. God has not given to us a spirit of fear. That means there is a spirit of fear. But God has not given to us a spirit of fear. There is a spirit of fear from the enemy. But God has not given to us a spirit of fear. But, but, but of power. Number one. But God has given to us the spirit of power. And of love. And of love. And of a sound mind. And of a sound mind. When you have that in you. Every other spirit will depart from you in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Remember, no weapon formed against you will prosper. No weapon. My next one is sickness. My, the 13th one. God will deliver you from all the fear of every form of sickness. Job chapter 3 verse 25. For the thing that I fear. Ah, the, for the thing which I greatly feared. Comes upon me. It and what I dread befalls me. And what I dreaded, it what? It came upon me. Job had a fear. What if I lose this? And the moment he had that one fear, he invited all forms of fear to come. 
And that's the reason he found that what he greatly feared came. And next, what I was afraid of also then happened. And one by one took over him because he was afraid of it. He thought, what if I lose this? What if my children are doing wrong if they die because they can do wrong against God? And every fear that he had fell upon him, fell upon him, fell upon him. If your child is doing wrong, do not fear and think that he will die. God has a purpose for your son and your daughter. No matter they are walking in wrong ways, God has a time to bring them back. Amen? Amen? No sickness will ever overpower you. How many people are afraid to go visit somebody who is sick, thinking that that sickness may come to them? Is it true? We don't go to the hospitals. We are afraid to go to the hospital. Oh, that person has got this sickness. That sickness will come to me. We are afraid. And we live in fear. And then we wonder why we are sick. Because we have welcomed that sickness through our fear. Next one, 14, is marriage. The most important thing. God will deliver you from the fear of marriage. My brothers and sisters, how many of you, before getting married, you had that fear? Will I be able to live the same way, happy, before marriage? I'm going to marry this man. I do not know him. I'm going to marry this girl. I do not know her. Will this man give me the same happiness that I had in my father and mother's house? They live in that fear. Will this man be kind to me like my papa was kind to me? My papa listened to me. My papa pampered me. Will this man pamper me? Or will he reject me? How many women get married and have fear that their husbands will not love them? You fear, will this man or this woman have the same mindset of mine? Will we both have the same mind? Or will this man or this woman love my Jesus the way I love Jesus? And you get married and you have that fear and suddenly you find your husband is worse than anybody else. Because you welcomed it long time ago. That you lived in fear. Will this, then you have another fear. Has my husband lived a holy life before marriage? Has he been pure before marriage? Am I the first woman for him? Or the tenth woman? You have that fear and you enter into marriage. Women have this another fear. God, the mother-in-law that I'm going to have, will she be like my mother or like a witch? Please, transfer her from that horribleness to a goodness. We fear our mother-in-laws. That we do not want to have anything to do to our mother-in-laws. My brothers and sisters, let us quickly read Judges chapter 14 verses 1 and 3. Now, quickly. Now Samson went down to Timnah mm. and saw a woman in Timnah of the daughters of the Philistines. Mm. So he went up and told his father and mother, saying, mm. I have seen a woman in Timnah of the daughters of the Philistines. Ah. Now, therefore, get her for me as, my, as a wife. Now, then, get her for me as a wife. Don't you think the parents would have had fear? Here my son went and seen a woman, an uncircumcised woman, a woman that, uh, that uh, our God told not to even have anything to do with those people. And yet he is pushing us to have this woman. Is he not breaking the heart of our Jehovah? And they would have had that fear in them. How many children 
go to their parents and say, that's the man I want to marry or that's the woman I want to marry. Get that person for me. I want that person. And you break the heart of your parents. That your parents have all the fear. I know that man is not for you. I know that man is not a godly man. I know that man pretends to be godly. I know all the wiles of that man. But why do you want that man? No, I want him for me. And parents live in fear. I want to challenge the youth. Don't run about looking for your spouse. Don't run about. Your mom and your dad, who have the Spirit of God, will find a godly partner for you. Amen? They know who to find for you. They are not going to pick up someone from the street for you. They will find a woman or a man after God's own heart for you. Why are you quick to go find a rotten tomato and bring it into your bedroom? That tomato is rotten outside. And you bring that into your chamber. Why? Let that, let your parents do that for you. Because God in His sovereign love will lead your parents to find a godly partner for you. Amen? I want you to bow your heads. I call upon our brother Sudhir to come. At some given time, if you had any type of fear, and you felt that you dwelt upon this fear, today I'll ask our brother to pray against the fears that we have walked through. I just want you to stand at your place wherever you are. Don't ever think, oh, it was never me. It's the person next to me. Just stand on your feet quickly. Maybe our whole church at some given time has had some type of fear. The whole church, we cannot say it's the person next to me. You will live in lie. Because I am standing, that's the reason I am calling my brother to stand here. Because I know I have lived in fear at some given time. I lived in the fear of my children. What's going to be their future? So I stand there in the gap also. I'll ask our brother to pray for all of us at this given time before we can go to the next point. Let's pray. Father, your word says that the righteous are bold as a lion. God, your word confirms that you have not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. God, we enter into that boldness even now in Jesus' name. Every fear, Lord, that has become a shackle unto us, even now we break its power in the name of Jesus. Amen. God, that which limits us from reaching our destiny, that fear is broken now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Father, that which prevents us from being the person that you have prepared us to be, God, that fear has no hold over us in Jesus' name. Amen. Fear of death is gone because Jesus has risen from the dead. Amen. O death, where is your sting? O grave, where is your victory? Lord, this day, every fear of death is broken in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Every fear of relationships, God, this day, we enter into a covenant with you, Father, that we shall maintain our holiness and every relationship shall fall right in Jesus' name. Amen. Lord, the fear of nothing, we banish it from our presence in Jesus' name. Amen. Lord, your word says you shall trample 
over the serpents and over the scorpions. And nothing shall harm you. Even now, every fear in the form of serpents, in the form of scorpions, God, we take authority and we trample them underfoot because you have given us that authority in the name of Jesus. Lord, the fear of losing a loved one, the fear of falling sick, in the name of Jesus, right now we banish you in Jesus' name. Father, that fear which causes us to not reach our potential in terms of failure, fear of failure, we take authority against you in Jesus' name. You are the fourth man in the furnace. Through many dangers, toils and snares, even when we go through the valley in the shadow of death, we will not be afraid. For your word says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow us. Lord, you are our good shepherd. From this day, you will make us lie down in green pastures. We receive rest into our souls in Jesus' name. The peace which the devil has taken away because of fear, God, we receive it back in the name of Jesus. Lord, and that fear is permanently destroyed in Jesus' name. We march forward, O God, and every wall of Jericho has to come down in Jesus' name. Lord, that which prevents us from marching forward and taking our possession, Lord, right now we banish that in Jesus' name. Father, those who are afraid of one thing or the other, we pray, O God, Lord, that your word and your spirit will begin ministering unto them in Jesus' name. Thank you, God, for you anoint us with oil Mm. and our cup runs over. Even now, our cup is running over with joy. Every fear is replaced with joy, with joy and thanksgiving, even now, in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father. Glory to your name. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Of whom shall I be afraid? The Lord is the light of my life. Thank you, Father. Because of this, I will dwell in your house. One thing I have required of the Lord, and that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in His temple. This is our portion from this day forth in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Just keep standing. Uh, as we were praying, the Lord led me to do this. Uh, I called Pastor. Pastor said, come, Pastor. Uh, the Lord only showed me one thing during this time. See, some of you might have one child in your house, correct? Some of you might have two children or three children. But he has more than 300 children here. Do you know what fear that will be upon our pastor that one of his children should not sin? That is, one of his children should not fall sick? You care for one child. He cares for all of us. He's so mindful of us that, Lord, let not my child go astray. Let my child walk before you in holiness. And when something wrong happens... It grieves his heart. I want you to stretch forth your hand to our pastor right now. 
and pray that, you know, every desire of his heart will be fulfilled, that there will be no fear, that he, that he will be able to lead us, he will be able to guide us with a gentle staff, that he will never use a rod, that God will not give into him a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. Pray that God will guide our pastor, you know, all the days of their life. That when he goes to bed, he will not go to bed in fear. What will happen to my congregation? What will happen to my children? We are not a number to our pastor. We are children to him. We are godly children given to our pastor. So let us pray, God, let your angels overshadow him. Overpower him, Lord God. Watch over him, Master. That wherever he goes, whatever he does, Father, that glory and honor, Lord God, will belong to you. Father, we say thank you, Daddy, for, for giving us a man, a shepherd after your own heart, who cares for us, Lord God, who doesn't care just for one person, but for more than 350 people. He cares as a father cares for a child, that when we cry out, Lord, he runs to their help, Lord God. Father, give grace to our pastor, Lord God. Give him your heart, Daddy, that all the days of his life, Master, he has more than 350 children, Lord God, to worry about. Father, give him peace, Lord God, that when he goes to bed, he'll be able to go to bed in like a child, Master, that when he rises up, he will not rise up with turmoil of fear that one of his children have gone away. Father, protect our pastor all the days of his life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Uh, quickly, we are going to do one thing now. We are, we are going to call the leaders to come forward. And if you have a prayer request, if there is a need that you want to pray very specially for, I want you to come quickly forward so that our pastor and the leaders and the elders could pray for you. We've seen the testimonies how God has answered us. No matter what be your need, no matter what it is, quickly come forward that the men of God will lay their hands on you. Sickness will depart in Jesus' name. Fear will depart in Jesus' name. And even if you want to stand in the gap for somebody, come quickly. I ask the choir to, to lead us in worship. I call upon the leaders to come quickly. And church, come forward quickly. Because of time, we will pray. And let God be glorified in your lives today. Amen. Amen. Come. So that the anointing of God can flow in your life through the men of God. These men have waited upon They have waited that God will do mighty things. Come quickly. Get your healing. Get what is right for you. There is something that has been waiting for you for a long time. Let holy hands be laid. And those of you who are standing... Don't look at the front. I want you to start interceding. I want you to start praying. I want you to stand and say, Lord, hear the cry of my brother. Hear the cry of my sister. Hear the cry, Lord God. As the man of God is laying his hand. Father, I pray that mighty anointing will flow. Mighty anointing will flow through your servants. Any other leaders? Jesus, we lift up your name. Oh, Jesus, lift up your name. Jesus, we lift up your name.
the greatness of you. So I sing of your love. And I sing of your mercy. And I tell the whole world of the great Jesus 
Jesus, we lift up your name. Jesus, Jesus, we lift up your name. Jesus, your name. Jesus, we lift up your name. Jesus, we lift up. Lord, if you said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto you. Yes, Lord, that's what we're doing here. Lord, you draw men unto yourself, Lord. Lord, you draw men unto yourself. Come. Come to him. Come to the Father. Jesus, we lift up your... Come. Come, surrender your life to him. Come to the Father. He loves you with an everlasting love. Lord, spiritual healing, Lord. Spiritual healing, Father God. Healing for the soul. Healing for the soul, Lord. We want healing for the soul. Lord, hearts to surrender to you. Hearts to surrender to you, Lord. No more spectator, Lord. To be a participant. No more a spectator, Lord. But to be participant. Lift up your name. Jesus, we lift up. Father, we thank you for tonight. We give you all the glory for what you have done. We return all the glory back unto you. Thank you for taking away fear. Thank you for the spirit of boldness. Thank you for the healing you have done. As we go, let your presence go with us in the name of Jesus. When we come back next week, we are coming with testimonies in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. The grace together in fellowship with the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Rest and abide with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Abundance, grace, God bless you in Jesus' name.